0: Ladies and gentlemen, the three knockdown rule on UFC Fight Pass is in effect. I'm Steve Kim, joined by Mario Lopez. And Mario, no monikers today. we got to get right into it. We have a very special guest joining us in studio. Ah, oh, someone that I've had the pleasure of knowing for a long time now. Uh, a real boxing aficionado
1: and uh, uh, keeps himself in the gym and is looking great. I'm Mr. Frank Stallone
2: yeah. is in all the you right, All right. Thank you guys. Hey, I'm a big oh,
0: fan of your show.
2: Oh, you. so you're the that. one. But anyway, look, speaking
0: of the show, this podcast is sponsored by Hustler Casino, located in Gardena, California, just 20 minutes from downtown LA. Check out the latest promo, So Fine Sundays, where they're giving away tons of cash, beat the stadium traffic, and play your favorite games at Hustler Casino. <laughs> For more info, go to HustlerCasino.com.
1: Also, big shout out to our guys here at Scout Micro LA. They offer a unique and innovative hair solution for men. They specialize in something called SMP, which is essentially state-of-the-art restoration service that replicates the exact shape and follicle of your hair by tattooing tiny particles of pigment into the scalp, giving the illusion mm. of hair. It's a big thing, and it's a real thing. You can see results as little as one treatment. They can restore hairlines, give the appearance of thicker, dense, uh, more dense hair. And especially if you're rocking a close crop hairstyle, concealed, any sort of um, issue you may have, camouflage, burn, skin condition, they use the highest quality. So if you're going bald, looking for a new look, hit up our friends at Scout Micro. Mention this ad for a free consult.
0: If you're getting thin, he'll help fill you in. Well, (laughs) Mario, you won't have that problem. Hey, we'll see.
1: You're looking good, Frank. Uh, Frank, I want to jump right Mm -hmm. in because you were Uh prominently featured in the new Netflix documentary, Sly, Mm -hmm. uh, of course, pertaining to your brother, Sylvester uh, Stallone. And I learned a lot when I thought I knew a lot about uh, both you uh, gentlemen. Of course, Mm -hmm. you you were born in Hell's Kitchen in, in New York. And then when your parents, correct me if I'm wrong, split. Yeah. You went with your father to Philly. I went with my mother. I'm sorry. My I'm sorry. Your mother. You went with your mother. I keep saying that. You went with your mother to Philly and then Sly went with his, uh, with your father. Yes. To. Um, in Maryland, State of Maryland. State of Maryland. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then at what point did you sort of
2: reconvene? It didn't cover that. Well, we reconvened. He stayed. So he's four years older than me. So this is like 1958, 57. <clears throat> So my mother left in 56 when I was six years old. I went to live with my aunt. Of course, they put me in Catholic school from public school. I failed the first grade. Shows you how bright I was. <laughs> so anyway. How do you well, fail the first yeah, grade? Was, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Prop 48 here. Because we yeah. were like printing in Catholic school. They were right, you know. And uh, yeah. so then uh, my parents got divorced. I stayed with my aunt. And then my parents went through the divorce. My brother stayed in Maryland. I went to Philadelphia. And then uh, after a few years of my father, my brother <laughs> moved to Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. Oh, so he so way did he come over to Philly with you?
2: He came over probably a few years later. Well, he did come. Matter of fact, he did come. He stayed with my father, but he did come to Philly in 1959. He went there, stayed for like two years. Then he went back to Maryland to live with my father, which was uh, not the most pleasant thing. And then... Uh, I stayed in Philadelphia, and then a few years later, after being thrown out of so many schools, and he, we went to the same military school, and then he came back to Philly, and then from Philly, you know, he went on to uh, college and stuff like that.
1: Wow! So into Philly there. Um, one thing that was fascinating is that y- your father, who was um, a rough guy, a big folk, well, yeah, he was a rough guy. It was he seemed- big hands. Big hands, huh? yeah. Well, both big, of guys got paws. Yeah, so
2: hand. he was, and he was a hairdresser. He was a hair. He was a tough hairdresser. But he <laughs> yeah, <was there. laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say that's a that's a masculine. Uh, but that's you, a masculine know, hairdresser. All, you know, there was you know,
2: Marion. Those days, all World War II guys, you know, were on the GI Bill. How do you meet chicks? Become a hairdresser. So all these guys like had anchor <laughs> tattoos. All right, you know, cutting women's hair. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there were they, hairstylists then, not like hairstylists.
1: Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but your was your mother at one point like a, a psychic or she astrology. did astrology astrology.
2: Yeah.
1: See, I thought she that was eclectic. Yeah. She, she was, was, she was, was like, she uh, was a piece of work. And how was the relationship with mom?
2: <laughs> uh, Often. But it, it wasn't the, in other words, people ask me why I'm not married. I go watch the documentary. She was rough. She was married five times. My father, four times. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you uh, got half
1: brothers and half sisters out there. Yeah. Like six. Really? Mm-hmm. But you and uh, you were
2: from the same uh, mom and dad. Yeah. Got
1: it. So that's mm-hmm. the only one. So she and I have me. a half
2: brother and two half sisters. My other sister died. But so I had uh, three half and my brother nine. Wow. And then my father married a woman with four kids, which was real bright. And then he had my sister <gasps> and then he married another woman and he had a kid. So my father, Dang. 103. Huh. I have a brother, 27. Wow. So my father had a kid with his wife. Well, she had the kid. He was like seventy-seven. Not the smartest thing in the world. But the seat stayed strong. That's a lot. That's a lot to, to
1: unpack right there. And you guys managed to stay pretty focused and driven mm-hmm. and, and ambitious and not get in any kind of serious trouble. No,
2: I never got in trouble. I was petrified of <laughs> getting I believe me, I was a lousy student. I was just looking at my report cards from like D, D, E, a C, I'd be like ecstatic. Flunk music. Your flunk music. Yeah, well, that,
1: that brings me to my next segment. because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, I don't know if I've ever told you, but I'm a big fan oh, of you. the Staying Alive soundtrack. Thank you. That was awesome. was my buddy over there sitting yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Far From Over thank is an you. awesome song. Thank Quintessential you. <laughs> 80s right there. Yeah. And really, I'm glad I got the showcase your talent. I know it reached uh, number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. Correct me if I'm wrong, the soundtrack.
2: Charts, some charts, this was seven. Some it was one. Love but it. But I remember I was number one for a moment and I was above Thriller, Synchronicity. Ooh, look at and that! And Billy Joel. And I said, "Man, all right. I mean, just to even be in the top ten or top five, then I mean, look at the competition it's that year. Great soundtrack. Yeah, it's a great you. soundtrack. I mean, you had really... Flashdance, you had Thriller, you had uh, Lionel Richie's album, Huge, Billy Joel, and then yeah. you had The Police, Synchronicity, All Legends. So
1: it was pretty tough competition. That is incredible. And." Uh, it was Grammy nominated too,
2: right? I was nominated for a Grammy for best soundtrack. You know, the Golden Globe for best song. That's right,
1: Golden Globe. Frank, That's right? There
2: was a part of Sly where you guys touched upon it that your brother's success was going to impact you, and not necessarily always positively. Yeah, it was pretty negative. I yeah. mean, the thing is, my brother at one point used to help me move my equipment with my band, so he wasn't like, you know, the flavor of the month. So he was. So what happened is. When Rocky came out, I was out here when they were rehearsing it with Sonny Shields, Randy's father, and Gene yep. LaBelle was acting as the referee when they were, yep. you know. Yeah. And and my album, I just we just signed with RCA. So my album almost came out the same time Rocky. Now, I don't care if you came out with Thriller, you couldn't have competed with Rocky when it came out. It was just too big. Right. Ten Academy Award, just a perfect movie. So what happened I think coincidentally people probably think I thought I just picked up the guitar the day Rocky came out. Yeah, right. Exactly
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly. But fly, yeah. I, I got a song for you. Yeah, I got exactly. a song for it. Yeah.
2: So I've been in bands, I've been playing the club circuit like dives and stuff for 12, 13 years at wow. that point. Wow. I started in 1965. I was playing Beatles songs when the Beatles were still together in bars. Sure. So and what happened is just it was just one of those things and I got hit hard more because when he came, it's not like an actor went big. Rocky was iconic. Yeah. I mean, here's an like unknown phenomenon. You know? Phenomenon. I was an unknown actor. The most known actor was Burgess Meredith. You know, right? Yeah. As the Penguin. That's what they do. That's him right. From. That's and, right, uh, Batman. That's right. So uh, he was so good. In oh, he was the best. He was so good. So <laughs> Take you back. <laughs> that's right. And uh, so what? What happened is I, I think coincidentally, I just all of a sudden went from Frank Stallone, rock and roll guy. Great band. We won all the battle of the bands. All of a sudden, I went from that to Rocky's brother. Like, I just went for it. It's like almost like my whole 12 years was like evaporated. And I I had to kind of claw back. How was the dynamic with you and your brother during that time? Fine. You know, I listen. You always got along. No, we fight a lot. Well, sure. Like brothers do. (laughs) Your brothers, are. We don't always get along. But I mean, but the thing was. I remember we were sitting in a hotel. remember Rocky was a very cheap movie It was eight hundred thousand dollars or something like that mm-hmm. and I remember looking at the dailies in the cheap hotel room in Philadelphia. I said there's something I don't, I can't put my finger on it. there's something special i'm I'm seeing right now streetcar named I mean I mean you know, on the waterfront, yeah. all that. you yeah, well, He talk
1: about that, how he took a little bit of on the waterfront, oh, a little it. mean street oh, yeah. and wanted to blend it all. Something else that I didn't know, because mm-hmm. I thought I knew everything about Rocky. I didn't know that Ken Norton was originally cast no. to play yeah. Apollo Creed. That's right. Wow. I don't know if Ken Norton could act, but he certainly would have yeah. looked the part. But man, Carl Weathers and was, it was just so, per- so perfect. And Burt Young
2: was perfect. Perfect. No one could. Rest in peace. I mean, I would say that was probably one of the, is it's, it's Godfather was a perfectly cast movie. Uh-huh. I think Rocky was a perfectly cast movie. Now the one Sly wanted for Mickey was Lee J. Cobb. Really? So Lee J. Cobb, my, my favorite actor, Johnny Friendly from On yeah. the Waterfront. Yeah, great actor, right? So he came in to read, and he goes, "This is a fantastic script." And blah, blah. So John Appleson says, "Okay, uh, Lee, would you read for us?" And Sly goes, "Excuse me, read for this like cheap movie?" And he goes, well, the last time I read was, from, you know, read was for Ilya Kazanon on the waterfront. So thank you. It's a great <laughs> script. Have a good time. Slight wanted to kill John Abelson.
1: Ooh. Wow. But
2: so, Burgess did a great job.
1: No, Burgess was yeah. incredible. I mean, was made made for that role. Made yeah. for it's, that role. Frank, that...
0: I have a question. What is the problem? You know, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Pushing is a song that I Rocky listen three. to regularly and in my head as i'm working out doing cardio i think of a house of ill repute with bubbles going on because yeah. that's that's the scene where he's training for clubber lang yeah yeah and i love that so what is the process
2: of actually getting a song on a soundtrack how does that work well i, I you know i done as you mentioned take you back on rocky one mm-hmm. and on rocky two i did two kinds of love and yep. singing by the trash can so I'd moved out here at that point. That's right. And, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, and right. I said, "Slide," he, he, he kind of liked my music. So I got together with Bill Conti and we wrote Pushing. And uh, I didn't like the production number of it. I like, so I do it live. It's more like balls to the wall. That I, I never did it live until I played Atlantic City at the Hard Rock last year. So in 40 years almost, I never played that song live. And then we did an arrangement of it. It's a great song the shadowbox Box. It is. It's got that rhythm with the piano. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great song. <laughs> it's a I great love the song. whole the
1: soundtracks. The, the soundtracks in all. Uh, it's a films, character. It, well, it How really Bill
2: Conti didn't win the Oscar for going to Fly Now. Come on. Who won number, that year? Who won that year? You're not going to believe. Who? I think it was The Omen. There's no songs. Oh, the Oh, come Omen. on. That scared a hell of a lot of people. you kidding me? The how about the It was scary,
1: but was not as iconic. How about
2: "I the Tiger didn't win for best song? That's probably the most played song. I think cool it has- that year? Do you know? I think it was Officer and a Gentleman, Up Where We Belong.
0: <laughs> oh, come is on, Joe By the way, Frank, I think
2: Eye of the That's Tiger song, was turned though, down by Karate Kid. I've read that somewhere. That no, Karate Kid was later. They, they did Moment of Truth. What happened is Sly was the one who goes, and he, he came up with the phrase Eye of the Tiger. So Scotty Brothers Record had a group called Survivor and they wanted to really see if they could push him to the next level So they wrote Eye of the Tiger. Everyone thinks I wrote it. I said, if I did... I'd be a kajillionaire. <laughs> right, right, right. Survivor had a few songs. Quite
1: a few. I, uh, yeah. I mean, a few on the show. A lot
2: of hits. They, too. Had a nine, yeah, they had a lot of, lot of hits. Right, but in the franchise, too. Burning had, Heart. Burning yeah, Heart. Yeah, was that's a great Rocky song. Four. What, what Rocky a great song. That's a
1: great song. I think that's one of the best songs in the movie. Now, now, it, when the it, montages were, were incredible, too. You know, I mentioned Ken Norton real quick before, because yeah. we're keeping on the boxing thing for a second, who almost did. It's somebody who did appear, if you keep your eye on, and I forgot which Rocky it was. Was it two? Duran. Roberta Duran.
0: Well, was that true? At the Main Street Gym. Too, right? Yeah, and he's and sparring. He kind of makes kind no of head gear sparring, and yeah. and I got to tell really you a funny story. Yeah, I want to hear it. to me,
2: sure. I've seen Roberto fight. I saw him dismantle Cuevas. I mean, throw a beating on And Cuevas was no bum. He was a, not a technical, leader, but he was strong. And he's yeah. a big, like a bang. Made 14 title defenses, yeah, I think, yeah. as a yeah. welterweight champion. Did, mm. I was at the sports arena and just gave him a beating like he did Iran Barkley. I mm. mean, just a beating, right? So, slides there. He's like 190-something. And Duran's yeah. probably... yeah. Probably out of shape on forty-five. Right. He goes, This guy was just mess he can't hit him. Yeah. He's he's so elusive. And he's just going, eat and banging Sly low on arms. Sly goes, I couldn't lift my arms. Wow. This guy yeah. had power. Vinny Paz told me a great story. Vinny Vinny Paz to me is one of the tough. He's like Carmen Basilio. Yeah. Just tough. You know. And, and he goes, I remember I fought the man and he said, Yeah, you old bastard. I'm gonna knock the shit out. You know, <laughs> Vinny was yeah. great. And, and Kevin Rooney has said, "You know, now Vinny, be cool. Now you can punch." She goes, "Yeah, fuck, we can punch." All of a sudden, Vinnie says, "The next thing I know, my face is on the canvas." Yeah, <laughs> Duran hit him with a short right hand. My face hit, and he got up. He goes, "That old motherfucking punch."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not was a that controversial today, huh? decision: a lot of people thought Duran deserved that victory
2: on the first fight. Yeah, 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 and and, then- and they became like best friends. The That's road- funny.
1: The fact that he fought five decades is incredible. I was actually like, at his '69. Can you too. believe yeah. yes. that? I was so at, at his incredible. fight
0: with William Joppy. Yeah, was one of the saddest things. Oh, that but, was near, yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. was near. That
2: was oh, in like yeah, 1998. Yeah. And
1: you know what? He's still kind of sharp. When you yeah. talk
2: to him, he's still. It's unbelievable. You know, you can't go by the Thomas Hearns fight because when he walked in the ring, he didn't look good. No. But listen, he's a lightweight. He almost held Hagler to a draw. It's pretty good. Absolutely. That was a 15-round
1: fight. Had it been 12, they say he that. He was, he was up on it. the cards. He was up on the cards right there. That was incredible. The fact that he was a light
2: when he captured the middleweight championship. By- How about Iron Barkley? Exactly. Who's a big, raw bone, 160. Big guy. That's The 89 fight of the year, I, I believe. him right And that's there. That almost a decade
0: after he beat a great version of Ray Leonard. That,
2: that's, yeah. I mean, so again, these are 15-round fighters. You know, I talk about this. You know, as you know, I'm a historian. Yeah. I have a museum and stuff like that. I wanted to show you guys something to show you the difference these are nineteen nine, nineteen oh, nineteen ten boxing gloves. How 19- light like they 10. are! Ten. Oh my God! And those like- those gloves are made by Saul Levinson, and everyone wore them, whether you were heavyweight. Or a flyweight horsehair, horsehair. Those gloves. This
1: is like these They're are like batting out. gloves. Now look at right like there.
0: Look at right like there. there. These are punchers gloves. These yes. are punchers gloves. Ah, I'm gonna well, tell you that I'll right tell now. You a funny story. Wow.
2: I, I met my friend Joe Burrell who fought Harry Greb and everything like that. That was awesome. He said, "Well, you know, in the days you could load your gloves. It wasn't plaster Paris. What they do? They wrap their hands. They get black electrical tape, and you could wrap your hands as much. And then they go to the edge of the table." like this on the tape so it's oh, like this oh man and then the, you know these things are four ounces and, and you could thumb and, and well, you look, at could the, thumb. look at the thumb oh <laughs> no look
0: at the thumb it's like you can play second base <laughs> i mean no no but you could looks yeah, like,
2: like ty cobb's catcher, but it <laughs> does and mouth guards were illegal so it just shows you now i want to show you oh my god these were training gloves draper manor so today these wouldn't even qualify as fight gloves look at the thumb on this these are Why training gloves that? These are like, this is what. This is don't know 16-ounce These gloves. look like
1: the first gloves ever
2: made. Exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, Mayweather's complaining about Everlast gloves from Madonna.
0: Look at and that. Look what these awesome. guys were wearing back and then. And no
2: mouth guards. The first time that was discovered was when Jack Britton, who was one of the great, uh, 330 pro fights. Yeah. And he fought Ted Kid Lewis like 16 times. So all of a sudden he's going, hey, wait a second. <laughs> and they stopped the fight to go, what's that? And he goes, what are you talking me about, mate. He goes. He he's wearing a mouth guard, and they made him take it out because he weren't allowed to wear a mouth Damn, guard. So yeah, imagine crazy. getting hit if you had like crooked teeth. I can't. Like, I can't. With, that, with those, with it's all knuckles.
1: Uh that is unbelievable. Uh, Frank, I want to get back to the mm-hmm. to the documentary in a second, but mm-hmm. before that, and uh, just uh, one or two more things about Rocky, real quick. Mm-hmm. So, well, it actually comes from the documentary. So geographically, when Sly wrote Rocky, he, was he? It, it, how much time did he actually spend in Philly? Why did he set it in Philly? Is that because he did, did spend a significant amount he of spent, time there? Not as
2: much time as I did, but yeah, no, he spent enough time in Philly to get the, the gist. Matter of fact, where the art museum is, yeah. If you see where he's staying like this, you see right in front. Yeah. that's the building we lived in. Oh, that's the oh. building. That close. I mean, I used to could walk. I mean, like, it was like 400 yards, and that's where. And I tell you, and this is honest to God truth, you could have shot a howitzer. On the steps of the, um, and not hit anybody. No one ever went to that museum. It wasn't a thing. Yeah, It's a magnificent museum. Yeah. And I remember in 1970, now this is really weird. 1970, I was with some guys in my rock band. We were like 19 years old and someone gave me mescaline or something, right? And so we walked around all night until it became daylight. And where did we end up? On the top of the museum steps, and we're like hallucinating, and all of a sudden, that f- <laughs> all of a sudden, that fountain turned on. It was like eight, like the wild world of Disney. It's like eighty thousand go, Oh wow, man! Who would think six years later that would become one of the most iconic? Two million people a year yep. on those stuff. So now, now there's the actual statue uh, is there. Yeah, yeah but it's in, well, in the wrong place. It yeah, should be yeah. where it That's was. That's true. It is. They yeah. put it on the side. Yeah, they they should have put it. They put it on the side on the well, bottom. Well, it just there. shows you the pomposity of, of Philadelphia. Well, we don't consider it art. Excuse me. No oh. one ever came to the museum <laughs> until Rocky. Exactly. It's yeah. standing there and... Are you crazy? I, I mean, know so, they put it in. It should be.
1: I know that made me mad when they I went to And they put it in the there.
2: spectrum. It was hidden. So Sly goes, yeah, I think I'll take it back. Because it wasn't theirs. He loaned it to them, not for them to move it. Yeah. So they kind of came to a thing and we did Rocky Balboa where they put him at the bottom. Right. That's
1: where I was. I saw it out of the bottom. Yeah. Speaking of Balboa, I didn't realize when he came to LA, he lived off
2: of Balboa he Avenue. Did, yeah. So that's why. What I a coincidence. I know. Isn't <laughs> that crazy right here? I get asked all the time my favorite Rockies. I say Rocky 1. And Rocky Balboa, because they're bookends. Yes. I think Rocky Balboa is incredible. I, no, I love Talking it, too. Talking to his son.
1: No, I love that and speech. I like Rocky, too. I, I like it too. Well, I'm going to ask That's you the ranking favorite. in a second. You know, he know ain't
2: what? right for us, baby. That's right. I never saw you hit a man, and he kept coming. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's all wrong. line. That's my favorite. Way. I quote yeah. Duke all the time. He's and you not know, wrong he was a baby. real fighter, Tony Burton. He yeah. could fight. Yeah, so was Burt Younger. Bro. He looked at it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he doesn't
1: know that it's a. He doesn't stick know that it's a damn. He boom. thinks it's a damn fight.
2: <laughs> Remember, like his slobbery stick and
0: move. I still say Rocky too did the best transition of any sequel with the Bill Conte song called Redemption with the two ambulances going through the streets of Philadelphia. That whole musical score yeah. is like the way it just bridges the
2: two movies together yeah. is incredible. How he didn't win the Oscar for best soundtrack, I'll ne- I'll never understand. I don't that. understand. That song is played almost at every sporting event. Eye of the Tigers played almost at every sporting event sometime. But it just goes to show you, man. What, are they, what do they know exactly? Hey, I got screwed out of my Oscar nomination. I don't know if I won. I was upset against some... Well, not really. It was when I did Far From Over... It was the Grammy Award. It's the same five songs. It was Maniac, What a Feeling, Far from Over, a song from Tender Mercies, no yeah. one knows, and the song yeah. from Yentl, who no one knows. No one yeah. knows. <laughs> so oh, the other three were great, solid yeah. songs. Solid songs. So there was same five hits, songs. Hits too, because
1: not all the, not all hits are always um, uh, songs that have come out in films exactly. and been successful. You guys
2: had hits. Those These were, were hits. hits, and then the Golden Globes were the same five songs. Really? So I'll never forget this. I'm sitting there doing my first solo album cover shoot. And that was the day they were announcing the Oscars. And Sly goes, Well, of course you're going to get nominated. It's the same five songs. Okay. So I get a phone call and they go, It's your brother. And I'm there. I got bad news. I said, Well, who died? He goes, Your career. He goes, <laughs> He goes,
0: <laughs> he, goes
2: you didn't get, is ice. <laughs> he goes, You didn't get nominated. I go, What? Me? Did so the other songs? Did Maniac? And every other song got nominated except mine. You know what they did? What? They took another song that never even charted from Yentl.
1: Get out of here from oh, Yentl! Yeah, Get Yentl. out of here! Get out of here! From that's Yentl. A, oh now I'm pissed. Yeah, that's it. a great song. I'm not just saying that. Thank you. I was just telling my buddy yeah. I love that song. Anytime yeah. I saw it, you can always tell with music and with certain movies if it still rings true and gives you that same feeling yeah. you heard them years ago,
2: then that's right. quality. If, I, I thought Maniac was the one because Michael's some Michael's a yeah. good yeah. friend of mine. Flash. So names. I you no, know, but the fun thing would have been great to just been nominated for an Oscar. Two brothers nominated for Oscar. Hell yeah. been nominated for no, you on that one. Frank. Yeah. Is
0: there a Rocky that you don't like? Like Rocky V's always one that those who love the franchise kind
2: of say like uh. well,
1: before he answers that, why don't you give us your ranking
2: yeah. of Rockies in well, the Rocky order. one? I love. Okay. Masterpiece. Rocky yes. two, I love. I think that's the best fight scene, Rocky Two. That's what even mm-hmm. Sly said.
1: that. Can, can we pause for a second? Alvilton didn't want to direct it because he didn't like the script. Is that true?
2: I don't actually know what that's that what, was.
1: That, that's what uh, Sly I said think, in the, in the doc. So, yeah.
2: So Sly took over. And then Rocky Three was huge. It was kind of amazing because all of a sudden he wasn't punchy and he was great looking. He had no scars. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: I said, well, exactly. Well, he got
2: better shape. Yeah, did he got punch, older. He got better. He got, punch, he got civilized. He got civilized. That's, That's right. That's right. He had his a, hair did cut. they exactly. punch you in the clarity? I mean, <laughs> all of a sudden his hair's perfect, like <laughs> no ridiculous. scars. He's looking like Al Pacino on yeah. the cover. Exactly. <laughs> and again, uh, I liked Rocky Three. I was in it. You know, I was in. Love him, Rocky. One, III. two, three. Rocky 4 is it's a great movie. Not my favorite, but a lot of people it's their favorite because I will break you. Incredible soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Propaganda, I love yeah. it. Yeah. And then Rocky solved <laughs> the Cold War. Exactly. He did. He yeah. solved the and Cold Rocky War. Rocky f- 5 I said why aren't you directing it? I think he got lazy at that point. And he let John do it. And John, I think I love John. Don't get me wrong. I think John if what John Avildsen had not directed Rocky 1, I, I don't think it would have been the same movie. Because he lived that movie, loved mm-hmm. it. He was a great director. And Sly, I think, got lazy. And I think John had a little bit of animosity at this point because you've had four monster hits. Mm-hmm. Now John comes back, and John was a little bit of an authoritarian type guy, you know. And Sly goes, "Oh, we tried. No, oh, I got you no." Know? So it didn't come out as good as it was. I mean, Tommy Morrison. I'm the one that found Tommy Morrison. I said, "Look at this." white guy man on, uh, ESPN, on ESPN every mm-hmm. month knocking dudes out with the he could punch yeah the he was week. on ESPN
0: every month because he was managed by Bill Caton who had Mike Tyson so yeah. he was like he yeah. was like a thing the thing with Rocky Fiverr got off a bad start to me is the whole notion that somehow Rocky loses his money because Pauly of all people was in charge of the finances I'm like okay so that right-
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> a tough fight. <buy. laughs> that, that, that that's a tougher buy than the fight scenes I'm yeah. like is he, that when he had the great speech with his son though
2: no, that's Rocky Balboa. That's Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Balboa. That's Rocky Balboa. I can't watch the Rocky five because of that. Sage, yeah. my nephew. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean yeah. that's, hard to, that's hard to watch.
0: You man. know, Rock, mm. you guys, in the Sly documentary, they actually talked about my, probably my favorite scene out of all of them is when Mickey has to go hat in hand and ask Rocky, I want to manage you oh, and train okay. you for What they left out was, I love after they hugged, and I've I always wanted to ask you, brother, was there this, did, the handshake, was that script? Because it's so perfect after they kind of embraced and Rocky just said, hey, Let's start a new. Well, the handshake is so perfect, the way it's shot. Well, because what happened.
2: that era when I was growing up, guys didn't hug each other. It was always like guys going off the war. Well, son, I'll see you when you get back. It was, so people weren't, hey, bro, like huggy feeling. No, yeah, everything was like, all right, kid, knock. Him. Yeah, I mean, just that type of thing. So that's what where that was from. Because Mickey was an old time nineteen twenties type fighter. Yeah. yeah, that that
1: I if I'm gonna rank them really quick, I'm going Rocky one. Okay. Personal favorite, personal yeah, yeah, favorite. Absolutely. Rocky 1, mm-hmm. Rocky 3, Rocky
0: 4, Rocky 2. Oh jeez. Then Rocky Balboa <laughs> then Rocky okay. How about you, Steve? I, oh, I've always said this, and Creed me and Mario... Creed. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> okay, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get that's into that. That's his personal favorite. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think Rocky II is my personal favorite. Oh, get out of here, over and Rocky. You'll get out I'll, of my place. You You're completely disqualified. I know, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: commercial alone with that fake Yeah. yeah no, great. because that's I think it's
0: perfect, because I've, I've dealt with this with fighters that I've had to cover, that had one great night. Yeah. It's great for 15 minutes, and when the Andy Warhol wears off, and he has to go back to real life. I, I love that scene where he's, he could not acclimate himself to being a regular human being. Yeah. And then when he's in the basement after he got laid off, he's hitting the heavy bag, and he says, hey, honey, this is what you married. This is what I am. I don't expect you to be any different. And how he was kind of shamed into doing it, but there's such a realism to a fighter who's not a big star, who has one great night, but the money runs out, and then you're kind of thinking, now what? Mm-hmm. I thought that was captured perfectly. Yeah. It was poignant, and, and yeah.
1: I do love that. I, I just want to touch on this because they didn't really go into it too much on the um, mm-hmm. in in the documentary. You you mentioned your
2: nephew, who I happened to have known, and he was a sweet kid. Sweet kid. It was He's, just a terrible thing. Well, oh, oh, what happened again? Yeah, he, t- he had some kind of rheumatic heart, and mm. <clears throat> and he was a kid. You know, unlike his father, he didn't work out, and he got heavy, and he was a heavy chain smoker. Mm. Wasn't an outdoor guy, and. Uh, just had a heart attack. Oh man! Yeah, Frank. we checked toxicology or we thing. Is he doing drugs? No, he wasn't. He just—it's was just a heart. I remember the day it happened. I was, I was, uh, I was hanging out with the Nelson brothers, the rock group, and then I was having lunch. I was going to go out on a hot date that night. My brother called me. He said, uh, "Sage is dead." And I'm there. Like, oh. Jeez. Definitely, appetite was gone, and I went up to. It was just a. It's something surreal. I can't. Because mm-hmm. what do you say? Because he's yeah. so young. Yeah, but right. what do you say to your brother whose son's dead? There's I mean, really it's just like say. it was just like it was a real bleak whole thing.
0: Frank, right. what was your overall thoughts on the
2: Creed franchise? There's been three of them. I thought the first one Sly, got ripped off. He showed won the Oscar. I thought he was mm-hmm. incredible in that, and everyone in the audience, even the guys that were up against him, were kind of cheering for him and what, You know, because they probably all grew up watching his movies. Right. And he's been looked over so many times, and uh, that was—I <laughs> okay. mean—he's in shock when he gets a good review. I mean, he can't believe mm-hmm. it. He's never gotten good reviews other than I Rock. like
1: I like Copland, too, though. He was good. Yeah, was I, thought he was, I
2: thought he was underrated. Uh, Nighthawks. Nighthawks. I like that yes. with the beard.
1: Cliffhanger. And the beard. Remember, Cliffhanger was great. Victory. Victory. Played a soccer goal. I liked Cobra, Cobra over up, the top. Yeah. <laughs> I liked all over of them. the top. Great soundtrack over on the that one. That was, was in
2: a Kenny Loggins. I always thought good. he should have done a sequel to Cobra. Yeah. Because I thought the first one was Cobra, good. Cobra Cabretti, It Marian. just wasn't shot well because Cosmados was not a great director. And, you know, in First Blood, obviously. Yes. Frank, yes, uh, um,
0: Mario and I watched every Creed together because we said we're going to talk about it. Because he was dying to go see it. I the, oh, no, okay. shut up. You're the one who forced <laughs> First one, thumbs up. Double I thumbs it was great. up. great. Yeah. Okay. The sequel, there were a couple times with me and Mario were working out in the desert. We're like, me and Mario, there's like four times, we like, oh, jeez. The third one, <laughs> oh, Mario, no. stay out of it. I, I don't want the shrap. Worst movie I've ever seen. I, I never th- saw I, it. I thought it was an embarrassment either, to either the Rocky franchise. I, lucky slug. him. No. I think
2: he's lucky not being he, in did it. Did he refuse to be in it? Did he not want to be in it? Or? Well, the thing was, here's a guy that changed as far as boxing on film. If you look at all the great, supposedly great boxing movies, they're terrible. They're punching into the camera. No body shots, nothing. You know, mm-hmm. just it's just like, you know, if you see Kirk Douglas and champion, it's not right. You can't fight. I mean, just like, or De Niro and Raging Bull. All he's doing is going, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no, like, slipping or moving or body shots. Yeah. So he would say when they're shooting, he goes, why don't you try this? Now, he's a master at shooting boxing stuff. No one listened to him. Hmm. So Rocky Three, the director, I think it directed, a, a Creed Three, like, one movie. Every time Sly would suggest something, nah, I got it. So he said, "Now Rocky three So he goes, I'm like, I don't want to be involved in this. You know what? I don't, this is an ugly death. I created these characters and, ah. I, and I want nothing to do with it. You know, the feud he had with Shardoff and Winkler, that was kind of prominent. So, All
0: right. We yeah. got to take a break here. And by the way, guys, I think it's You're the Best Around with Karate Kid that was originally going to be on one of the Rocky movies or something. I'm getting that songs mixed up. But one of the great songs of the Karate Kid soundtrack was supposed to be on Rocky. They didn't have room. So wait, that was... Wait, what, what song? Yeah. I think it's You're the Best Around. Ah. But yeah. I got to I gotta get back on Google. But anyway, when we come back more with Frank Stoen, we're talking about boxing. This guy's a master historian.
2: Uh, I'm talking about Burt Sugar level of historical data. Oh, Burt Sugar. Yeah, a- I used to get drunk and talk boxing. I love it. And I said, Bert, I love you. Lose the cigar. You're <laughs> killing me, will you? <laughs> I got to have a
1: cigar uh, with Bert. That Bert was, was exactly, great. Yeah. Was awesome. But
2: anyway, we'll be back after these commercial
0: messages. This podcast is sponsored by Hustler Casino, located in Gardena, California, just 20 minutes from downtown L.A. Check out the latest promo, So Fine Sundays, where they are giving away tons of cash. Beat the stadium traffic and play your favorite games at Hustler Casino. For more info, Go to HustlerCasino.com. Shout out to our boy Oscar Lopez, no relation,
1: from Scalp Micro LA. His company offers a unique and very innovative hair loss solution for men. They specialize in a pigmentation known as SMP. Basically, it replicates the exact shape and size of hair follicles by tattooing little particles of pigment into the scalp, giving the illusion of hair. Don't trip. It's actually very realistic. You can see the results in as little as one treatment. They create and restore hairlines, give the appearance of density to thinning hair. So if it's starting to go, it'll look a little thicker. If you're going bald or you're just looking for a new uh, look this summer, check out our homies over at Scout Micro LA and mention this ad for a free consult.
0: And we are back on the Three Knockdown Rule on the UFC Fight Pass. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to get involved with the Three Knockdown Rule and sponsor our fine program, we'll still have some slots available. Please reach out to us by emailing info at boxbid.io. Once again, that's info at boxbid.io. Boxbid.io is an online platform that is launching soon. It helps public figures and professionals in the world of boxing get sponsorships. We are proudly working with boxbid.io. Frank. Yes, sir. Speaking of uh, boxing, yeah. I want
1: to hear about the time you fought Geraldo Rivera, Oh, okay. who who fancies himself a fighter. Mm-hmm. And it was for, for the Howard Stern Show, right? Right. 1992. Yeah, well, tell, tell me about Okay, how I can down. tell you
2: exactly how this happened. And I, I, <laughs> okay. I hadn't boxed. You won, though. You know, That's something I, yeah. I hadn't fought in a competitive, like, I fought as an amateur. I didn't fight yeah. a pro. So I had 33 fights as an amateur. Look at that. So I hadn't fought in like 12 years. So at that time, you know, I was carousing with the girls smoking in those days. So I go into the Howard Stern show to promote something and I'm standing outside and Andrew Dice Clay is in there with Howard <laughs> on the speaker phone with Geraldo. Geraldo goes, I'll fight any celebrity. I'm, I'll i fight anybody. I'm trained every day. I'll fight anybody. So I'm there. Listen, I didn't want to fight anybody. So anyway, uh, Andrew comes out. He goes and him and Howard, did you ever fight? I said, yeah, I fought in the amateurs. Hey, you should fight Geraldo. I said, I don't want to fight Geraldo. To, you know. I don't have a no problem with Geraldo. So, all of a sudden, that's all Howard needed. Now he started breaking my balls. He's calling me every day on the air. You want know, to fight her? I said, I don't want to fight all. <laughs> so if I would have had a good manager, I could have gotten about 250 grand Ooh. to fight him. So I've got, of course, I another stupid move on my part. So anyway, so, okay, you'll fight him. I said, all right. And my brother's like incensed. He goes, if you get beaten by a talk show host, do you know what Uh-oh. that does to the Stallone dynasty? I said, oh, <laughs> Now I got this pressure on me, right? No so pressure. I'm, no pressure. So I hadn't been in the ring, like I said, in 12 years. So I go over. I said, okay, I'll do it. I hadn't done road work or anything. So now I'm training my friend Tom Paddy. I don't know if you know Tom Paddy trained with he Mike used to Tyson. be with Mike Tyson, and yeah, Catskills, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's my trainer, and Tom's a good friend of mine. We're at the Jet Center, and I'm like, Danny the jet. "I'm dying." I said, "Okay, put the cigarette." I only had like three weeks I'm, I'm <laughs> to get his. I'm shape. dying. He's a real fighter. He took it on short <laughs> notice, <laughs> right. Right? and all of a sudden I'm just with Tom Paddy, and he just boop hits me with a body shot. And anyone that's been fu- if you get a bruised rib it is oh un- how painful is you can't even breathe can't sneeze breathe. nothing I said okay I got a fight coming up three. I can't even breathe I can hardly spar I'm sparring like I can't because if you just went like that on yeah. that rib you're done so okay. anyway so I'm trying to run at UCLA track with the rib my feet feel like lead I'm like I said what am I gonna do I said I was a pretty good puncher if I catch him so I called Randy Gordon I said I'll do the fight no headgear, 10-ounce gloves. Oh, oh. damn. I figure I'll get one in. Yeah, I exactly. Those gloves down yeah, I mean, there? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I figure I'll get one in. And Geraldo had been training for like a year with Michael Lagedet's father. Oh, the silk. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah. The silk. Yeah. So he'd been training all the time. He was yeah. in good shape. He didn't smoke. And I was like, carousing ch- with the girls and yeah, living the rock life, you know? <laughs> so I said, okay, I'll do the fight. So... It becomes like something, it was the biggest show he ever had because it simulcast on TV and radio at the same time. So I'm doing the fight, and I get there, and Randy Gordon, who was the commissioner, he's a good friend of mine. He goes, Frank, you can't, you got to wear headgear. I go, what? He said, you got to wear headgear, 16-ounce gloves. I said, and Tom Patty goes ballistic. He goes, wait a second, we said 10-ounce gloves, no headgear. Thank God I brought my own headgear. For some reason, I brought my own headgear. So the big Everlast 16-ounce gloves. Now, the main thing, I'm over at Gleason's gym, like training, and my rib is killing me. Wow. So all of a sudden, all these gangsters come in. Hey, I get 20 grand that you kick his ass because they – Mob guys didn't like him because he did exposés <laughs> on oh, oh, I said, oh, oh, Christ. Yeah. So now John Gotti <laughs> has action great, on this. So right, now this I got my brother breaking my chops. And now the underworld. The fucking Ga- the Gambinos. <laughs> it's a, a three-round fight. I mean, it's yeah. not like a world title fight. And he goes, yeah, you're going to kick his ass. so, I get so These guys were sunglasses. You could see their face and their suit. You know, that's sharp great. skin. I'm there, oh, Christ almighty. So we go down there the night of the fight. And you know, Emil Griffin. Yeah, you know, was everyone was it was, was real have fun. And so I go down there, and I said, "Man, what if this guy catches me a body shot?" So they're shooting me up with Novocaine, like, like <clears throat> syringes in yeah. my ribs. So I go out, and again, I wasn't in, in great shape. You know, I, I, I mean, so you can see the first fight I'm going out, and I'm kind of really favoring this. Yeah. So I, I'm just really being careful. So, boom, I hit him a shot and I fall at one point to go knock down. And Michael Springs goes, that's not a knockdown. I slipped. I was wearing stupid shoes and I slipped. And I got, now I'm really pissed because now I look like a total jamoke, right? (laughs) So then I go after him and I start banging him with some shots. His nose is getting all red. And, you know, and I'm trying to dig in and people go, you didn't look that good. I said, dude, I just bruised rib. I was out of shape. I'm sitting in the corner like this. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Hamill and Tom Patti, you're doing good. I can't even talk. I have no air. And I don't know about you. You've when you yeah. have no and you run out of gas. No. It's very scary. I feeling. can't even
1: went in there with a bruised rib because like like no. when you
2: sneeze, it hurts. It's, but when it. you get gassed in the ring, you get to, it's. Think real. about it. In a real fight, the commission would not have cleared him. Yeah, they do a checkup. No, exactly. They probably wouldn't have told him until he touched yeah. my rib. But yeah. oh. yeah, yeah. well, some guys fight broken. You know, you know how some of So guys you got are. some good shots in. I landed some good shots in, but I wish I I could have been could have been a contender. Yeah. I could have been better. Anyway, I won the fight. They gave me this goofy championship belt, <laughs> and uh, and Geraldo. They said, oh, Frank, you have anything to say?" And Geraldo thought I was where you got bad mouthed him. I didn't. I said, "Listen, man, he's a man's man. He showed up. He's older than me. He showed up to fight. And you know, it takes a lot of balls to get into a yeah. ring. Hell Any, yeah. anybody." Yeah. And so we became really good friends. And it's he's great. also in my documentary. Uh, uh, and so I walk outside. There must be a thousand people outside. There's like a three round goofy fight. I'm holding the belt over my right head. <laughs> <laughs> so you think it's like a title fight? That's like, hey, man. Awesome. I and love so that. I didn't realize it. I really busted my right hand. So the two days later, I had to go to England to go on tour with my band. And all of a sudden, man. You know how people do uh, yeah. this yeah, now? I, yeah, I did that before anybody because if you squeezed my hand, I would probably collapse. I don't know; I must have pulled <laughs> something. And it's always an after. It's like if you train too hard in the gym. Yeah. Two days later, you're like. He created the dap. Yeah. Like, the dap. <laughs> so people come up, hey, how you doing, you? Hey, man. You go. <laughs> and that was like years That's ago. That's hilarious. But it w- it it's was great. fun, and you know, I like I've been a boxing collector probably for 50 years. And I have my list of who I think are the greatest fighters. How did the, how did the love for the yeah. sport begin? Huh? How did the love for the sport begin? You know, I, I think for me, I, I I always liked it. You know, we grew up the era of Marciano, Basilio. I saw Ollie for the first time on TV. I go, of course, our parents hated him. I said, this guy's so cool. She's <laughs> tassels on his shoes. And those days he could punch. He was knocking yeah. guys out, you mm-hmm. know? And then it was just something because, you know, we grew up, like I said, like if you read the documentary, grew up in a weird thing. So the thing about, I wish I would have started like at 15, 13, because then I would knock the shit out of some of these guys that used to pick on me. You know, if you're like 13 in those days, most guys can't fight. They're like, you yeah. pop, one yeah. jab, and yeah. be over. Yeah. So I fell in love with it. And then uh, when I started in the amateurs, I was living in Trenton, New Jersey at the time with my band. And I was basically the only white guy in the gym. And they were just great to me. Because at first, they kicked the shit out of me for a few mm. times. The first time I started sparring, I took some poundings. And I think they were doing it to see, yeah, see if he comes back. And, of course, my ego could not stand the fact. That, and I kept coming back. And, and they were great with me. It was really, I mean, it was, and I found the camaraderie in boxing. And, you know, you would just be around the gym. Yeah. there's, It's fun. It is fun. Because they're always talking trash. So it's the greatest place
0: on earth. Yeah. Yeah. It and truly they're always,
2: is. and these are like the toughest guys in the world. But most of them are really nice people. The behavior lately in the last five, ten years, I don't like. I don't like the braggadocio and stuff like that.
1: No, I agree with you. But for the most part, Frank, wouldn't you say, I always say the world would be a better place if it was more like a boxing gym because, let's take Wild Card, for example, Mm -hmm. which I still go to, by the way. You'll have... Mexicans, Italians, every form of Asian, yeah, uh, Russian, mm-hmm. uh, every uh, uh, black, every religion, race from, every Armenians, Armenian. Yeah. Armeni- everyone goes in there. Egos left at the door. Yeah. Everyone is. I mean, there's you camaraderie. A lot of fun. You have a lot of fun. It's it's. There's respect because no one's going to be talking shit in there because you mm-hmm. could just settle it. Fun was it right watching James
2: Tony when he come in? Oh man. oh man, that was the best. To me, to me, and I have a list of Born people. Fighters. I have a list of people that could have fought in any art. Like, I'd seen the favor of the old time fighters, because remember, <laughs> in those days there was no video, there was no TV, there was no radio. So you didn't know you were fighting. Mm-hmm. So you go, that's why a lot of those guys were great, like Robinson, these guys, because they could change it up. All of a sudden, I remember when I fought an amateur, guy goes, guy can't punch. I go, how, how do you know? I don't even know this guy, this mm-hmm. guy's f- from Connecticut. I'm in the amateurs, coming to first round, he hits me like three bolo punches. I go, oh. So I go, he can punch. You so you had to change it up. So yeah. in those days, you'd be fighting a guy in some tank town in the 20s. And, you know, everything's rigged against you. And all of a sudden, the guy's like a murderous puncher. What do you do? You had to change up. So they didn't have stuff like they have now. I mean, think sure. about
0: this, guys. When they talk about mythical matchups, I always say, OK, which rules? 15 round fights with the Wayans the night before or the day of? That makes a difference. Huge difference. And also, uh, to me, when you have fighters who have fought over 100 times, you get a true sense of what they are. These careers now, Frank, and me and you have talked about it.
2: Some of these guys like Shakur Stevenson, as good as he is, his career may be 35 fights. Now, how about That's this? It. The most fights of any fighter in history recorded, you know how many fights he had? How many four hundred and seventy-two professional fights? Len Wickware from England. Wow, and he died of old age. He wasn't punchy at all. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he lived a full life. Four hundred imagine fighting four hundred. He fought over eight thousand rounds. Oh my God! Britain. And then Jack Fritzy Zivic, who I love, the Croat Comet. Yeah, the greatest guy. And you know, I have an interview with Fritzy. And Fritzy, now remember, he stopped Henry Armstrong twice, and he had way he had over three hundred fights. Fritzy, He beat Jake Amata. He was a small welterweight. He beat Jake I fought everybody. So he goes like this. He talked like this, see? Like those old movies, <laughs> I used Yeah, sure, sure. He goes, listen, I never lost a fight on found foul in my life. Sure, I choke him, give him the head, yeah. hit him in the nuts. But I never thumbed nobody. Hey, listen, you're fighting, you ain't playing the Payana. <laughs> <laughs> so those guys were rough guys. Look how they came up. No, exactly. Like cool. People ask me, who's the greatest Mexican fighter? Easy for me. Manuel Ortiz. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. First of all, he was movie star handsome. He was featherweight, bantamweight champion. I'm um, like a bang, tall, good-looking, like 40, 50 from like El Centro. He was an idol to the Mexican people other than then after that was Enrique Bolanos, who was mm-hmm. good-looking. And then there's another guy, very rare, fought, started in 1899, fought about 1908, named Arulio Herrera. They said he hit. He was lightweight hit as hard as, like, a heavyweight. And he was the most feared, good-looking. But he said, drank a lot, smoked cigars. But he would hit guys that, ow. Frank, I mean, what are your this. thoughts on today's boxing in general? I think, one, they don't fight enough. Hmm. Uh, I remember Harry Greb to go, how good was he? I said, well, when you show me a fighter that has 45 fights in one year, undefeated, when there's only eight divisions— Come talk to me.
1: That is unbelievable. Well, I think about, in my original hometown, Archie Moore, when oh, I got, yes. actually got to have oh. some conversations with him, who I believe has the most. Knockouts. I believe he's got, he has got more knockouts than anyone. 149,
0: 149 or something? Yeah, something yeah, like that, like more knockouts.
1: And he was still, I remember having a conversation. Clear. Had all his faculties cleared, but he was in the hundreds as well. You know, it's he interesting. Fast, he was an in incredible. No, mungus, he had he had, like, mungus. Mungus. he had like
2: 230 pro fights. And it then after incredible. that, the second amount was a guy who was never champion. It was young, Stripling who had 120s. Mm. a then after that, believe it or not, it's Sandy Sadler. Yeah, yeah. Now, how about, now, to me, the great fight would have been, who was my dear friend, was Alexis Arguello. To oh. me, one of the greatest ever. One of the greatest ever. Pride of Nicaragua. Alexis Arguello's featherweight, Sandy Sadler. Mm. I think cool. Alexis had like 70 knockouts. He the, could bang. Th- the thin man. The the explo- what do you call him? Explosio? Explosive. Yeah. Explosive. Explosive thin man. man. Yeah. And he was so great, and he'd go like this, he'd go, Frank, he was the nicest guy. And he'd go... No, my condition. He always saw, when I'd see him at the Main Street gym downtown, he was always always looking at his feet. I go, why are you doing it? He goes, Frank, placement of your feet. I know where I am. Frank, and you look at him. He wasn't beat up. He no, was handsome. He
0: was handsome. Were That's you crazy.
2: suspicious
0: of the first prior fight at the Orange Bowl? Oh God! Give me my mixture. Are you supposed to only drink supposed water? To just water. The, wa- the give me the white bottle. The one I mix. And there's been yeah. theories about what was in there. Probably and, blow. Uh, I, I, I've heard from a very <laughs> Can good source. You drink blow? It was like, a yeah. combination <laughs> of like, yeah. cocaine. He's like,
1: yeah. He's like, yeah. And man, like, no, no I, what I was told by
0: someone in the boxing game, what was in that white bottle what was orange say? juice. Honey and cocaine, and oh then God, the, was cocaine. I was joking, in the prior camp actually
2: just ran out on the drug test because back then it was not nearly as stringent as it is now. Well, I will tell you, Alexis had what 80 some fight to me, one of the great probably one of the greatest featherweights. One of absolutely. Them. And he goes, I guess, Frank, I, I don't, I, I, I didn't understand. I keep bunch, I hit him with the hardest punch right hand ever, and he yeah. goes, and He just wobbled. He, he went like this. He goes, What? Usually that punch, like a Billy Costello punch. One shot, you're out. Yeah. Like Ray Mancini was winning the fight. What happened? Boom, boom. That was it. It was just suspicious the way prior... Looked like he was fading
0: in the 13th. Yeah. And the next round, he came out so fast and quick. I just. Had some... it
2: ended in the 12th, he was ahead, wasn't he? Yes, he, right? he was. I think Lewis should have been locked up in jail. Not for that, oh, for but the, the other Bill, Bill Bill S- Collins Resto. I mean, that, that's horrible. That, that was, kid yes. ended up killing himself. Um, yes. Frank, what fighters today do you respect? You're like, you could fight in any era. I think today, oh, without a doubt, Bud Crawford. Because mm. he's so fundamentally sound, mm. ambidextrous, he can punch ambidextrous, and he's patient. Yep, he's beautiful. He's, he would now Chavez would would not want to fight him. This guy would, he, he's Frankie Randall on steroids. Ooh, and Frankie mm. Randall could fight. Yeah, he saw. He could. I remember he could fight. I thought Chavez was a great fighter, great for his first time, but I have could he have beat Duran? I don't think
1: so. God, that's one Ooh. fight I've always wanted to see. The Chavez that wore down Rosario, I yeah, think is as good as, good fight, as any lightweight. Yeah, weight. but Graham
2: yeah. would knock Rosario
0: No, off. I'm with you, but Chapo was a guy that was on a
1: run who could... Ch- hit, Chavez too. had underrated defense, too. He parried a lot of the punches. Better. Yeah, yeah, no. He would, and, those, and that that attack to the body, too, but that he was one fight. would have trouble with,
0: like, Benitez.
1: Well, anyone would
0: have trouble with Benitez. Frank, mm-hmm. how bad did Fury embarrass himself in the sport of boxing a couple of weeks ago? I
2: uh, just, to me, at one point I was saying, this guy's kind of unbeatable. You got beat by guys had one professional at Queensbury rule fight. One. I don't care if he's had a million MMA fights, but as a professional fighter. And you got dropped. I thought Tyson Fury was just gonna pepper him and just Me bang too. him out. So did I. I
1: was I actually thought he might be carrying him for a while, and put it, but nobody's going to get dropped. A lot of the sums to get dropped. There was one thing about underestimating an opponent and not training at it. all, yeah. and then someone else exceeding expectations. Now, granted, he did uh, spar uh, or, or fight a little amateur, and he was a MMA champion, so it wasn't like he was a guy no, just he, off No, off he could the fight, yeah, I mean, no. and he's a
2: physical specimen. It's the guy strong, looks like a Brahma bull. He's incredibly strong. Yeah, he's like Sam Peter, but better. exactly.
1: Yeah. But nevertheless, I, too, was incredibly disappointed. I thought... It hurt his stock in the sense that when you're starting to talk about all-time grades. But I was telling Kim now for some reason I'm really interested in the Usyk fight because I think Usyk does Usyk have a shot? Is Tyson going to train? Oh, is Tyson going to have sh- train and, and get a little more serious this time? But now I think the intrigue factor or is, is just slipping. How about this That's one? what I'm saying. I mean, That's what I'm saying. Wait, a lot of questions hmm. are going to be answered. So How now I'm excited one? to see it.
2: I think it's probably the most underdog fighter, and people don't want to fight him. Andrew Reyes. Have you seen what well, he's in shape, but he can punch and he's fast. He can't punch and he's fast.
1: We just don't see he's him. You gotta enough. get off if
2: the 20 million get... demand. I mean, <laughs> no, he's yeah, now Now he's, now he's at 200,000, Okay. But oh. the thing is <laughs> <laughs> when I saw him fight Chris Ariola, I'm going, why Chris are now you in shape? Yeah, exactly. When you had four title shots, you're out of shape. I know. Now you're in shape. Andrew Reyes wins the title. First Mexican to win the heavyweight championship. He comes into the fight fifty pounds heavier than he won the title. Exactly. Frank But he can fight. He can't fight because the guy he fought
1: was built like a Greek god and at the time was considered uh, invincible. What do you
2: think of Richard Torres? Can he fight? Uh, a is little small.
0: Standard? A little bit small. That's the problem. How he's small can... is he? Like Well, by, by today's standards, he's really small and he get to the upper cross yeah. where everyone's 6'4", <laughs> He's left-handed, and he's been matched very soft by top rank. Yeah, That's the you problem. Yeah, he got to be incredibly athletic if you're going to be that size. Yeah, he looks hurt. a little robotic, a He little is, bit. and yeah. he's been knocked out in the amateurs by Jalolov who's, who's Becky, who's with mm. the top rank. Yeah, Frank, no, spe- speaking of heavyweights. you think Deontay's sitting back lipping his chop going, oh, yeah. Well,
2: when's he going to fight again, though? Yeah. I mean, he has not fought in over a year. I don't know what is I, going I, on. You know I feel bad for? I feel bad for him. The one I really feel bad for, I think is extremely talented, is Boots. Oh, Boot I know. Venice. Well, that's another guy. Nobody wants. Nobody wants to fight him. And
0: here's or the Virgil issue. Virgil
2: Ortiz. Nobody wants to fight. Well, Virgil well, he had some health issues. I know. Yes. You know
0: what I hate though, Frank. Uh, there used to be a time you brought up Ray Ray Mancini, a good friend of mine. Yes. And back in those days, when Ray Mancini was the mandatory for an Argüello, there was no, nah, no. Nah, we're gonna wait. These guys are getting it's to okay. number one. And they're not well. We gotta wait to. No, no, no. And but I hate my, that. The mindset and, and the I mentality hate was no, right. in the approach. James the, Tony had to fight Michael Nunn as the mandatory in Davenport, Iowa. He
2: wasn't these guys wait their ways out of title shots. That's a great, great. fight, great fight. James Tony Marvin Hagler, that's a great fight. Because mm. like James the, first ugh. of all had a chin. I mean, won the heavyweight championship.
1: Who, who do you like with um, both in, when they were in their middleweight prime? Uh, James Tony and Bernard Hopkins.
2: Oh, James. I like James too. I, no, am I, I think am James, I in the minority there? when it
0: comes to peak effectiveness and talent, even Bernard Hopkins will tell you both Roy Jones, yeah, Roy and, and James. James were more naturally gifted. I was ha- I had the longer run because no, of, of course, my consistency, which is more in the discipline. And at one sixty exactly. in terms of overall skills and craft, I think James Tony when he was focused, could which fight was, could fight anybody, Bruce any Trampler, era. any era. Bruce Trampler, yeah. I said, Steve, that's one of the most natural fighters. That should have been an all-time, all-time all time, all time great. First one, he's fearless.
1: Yeah, yeah. He has
2: no, you see him in the gym. He'd fight anybody. Yeah. But the thing was, the perfect dismantling of a tough guy was when he fought Iran. Counterparts. That might have been the death. greatest fight mm. of his life. And how about when he fought uh, oh, the guy that was the body snatcher? Oh, mike McCallum. McCallum
0: the first fight I've told young boxers a if you want to know fight. the art of professional prize fighting you have to watch the first fight 1991 here's guys fight of the year knows anymore yeah knows the body snatcher best 54 oh. pounder ever I mean, we mike have McCullough. to get running who was here. the
2: best puncher
0: though, at 54 at 54 julian, julian jackson Over Terry 50,
2: well terry could bang <laughs> terry Here's the speed,
0: but boy just no just <laughs> punching you did talk butt. about that julian
2: hit him with that right oh
0: mike he froze him on the ropes i guess guys he be that loss didn't he yeah in a rematch no 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 i don't yeah i did yeah, he did in the He said he, he could punch. Have- no, you're talking just punching, he could punch. Yeah, I don't think he ever fought Julian. It, was- it was Gerald McClellan, I think they fought oh, twice. No, 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 no. no. Was it was how Simon Brownie got revenge. N Nigel
2: Ben uh General McClellan, McClellan. Mm. The Rabbit That punches. Punches. was a tough. Yeah. Listen, Dang, Frank loves it. I love tough it. man. All these guys, you look at battling Nelson at Walgast. I have the gloves from that fight, nineteen ten. Scheduled, <laughs> yeah. scheduled ten Frank forty five rounds. Those were three minute Those rounds. Men. Those were so that Mario. That's two rounds. Hours of boxing and an hour of a in, in minute. So you got 45 minutes. So the whole fight is two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, and by the way, the two first hours
1: and 45 minutes, say you're fighting for two hours and 40 minutes, and then you got to cut and it has to end. Yeah. Well, oh, yes. How oh, about trying God. to do punch mitts for 45 yeah, the, rounds? Oh, God. The exactly. undercard is the first ten, 10 rounds. With McAfee yeah, chasing exactly. you around. Oh, God rest McAfee. <laughs> uh, my
0: favorite mitt guy of all time. Fr-
2: uh, Frank, final question. and We're mm. going to bring you back. We have so much to discuss with oh, you. Oh, I love it. You know, I, lo- I told you, I love your show. I love talking boxing. I love talking the history of boxing because you got to know where... Where things come from. Exactly. We look at Henry Armstrong, five foot, three and a half, basically almost had four titles with an eight. Well, and there were eight divisions. Yeah. He went from featherweight to welterweight and then won the lightweight title and then he fought Seferino Garcia who was the middleweight champ and most people think he won no the draw. Fight. It's five mm-hmm. foot three. Um. Well, the closest to that I think has been Manny Pacquiao as far as yeah, great.
1: So, yeah, Frank, final specimen.
0: question for this mm-hmm. appearance no. is Ray Robinson in your view the
2: greatest ever? Yeah, I have two. I have Ray Robinson and Harry Greb as the mm. two greatest fighters. I think Ollie's the greatest heavyweight. I you know and I think Larry Holmes is pretty close. Larry Holmes could fight. I'm gonna go with the other Ray. Respectfully. Leonard?
1: Great fighter. Only because I think he fought more athletic black dudes than Ray Robinson. Ray Robinson was. Plucked, he was, might was have, but Ray
2: Robinson also fights some bad black dudes too. He did, Remember, but not Armstrong? as many. I
1: don't think I do. But he yeah. did beat a lot of white guys. The thing, with all due no, the but white it's guys. that it's <laughs> that famous. Well, it's kind of like a, when the hey, NBA. You hey. see the NBA when they used to play the guys but, back in the but day, Carmen but you play
2: Carmen Basilio <laughs> was no, Gene Fulmer were no slouches. Right. Right. no, they were no Joey, slouches. but it right. does remind me though. Ray Leonard
0: once went up to the great Teddy Brenner, matchmaker at Madison Square Garden, and he goes, "Hey Teddy," he goes, "How would you compare me to Ray Robinson?" And Teddy just looks and goes. Ray, fight 200 more times and I'll tell you. So again, that's yeah, the thing about yes. Ray. He only had
2: 39 pro who fights, though. Ma- so. Who got mad at uh, Floyd Mayweather when he was comparing himself to Ray Robinson? I think Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. He, Mike Tyson. he goes, wait a minute, you had 50 fights. Caught he on had angry, 102 though,
0: knockouts. Yeah. yeah. And most of Ray Robinson's <laughs> oh middleweight God. fights, he was actually giving up four or five pounds. Oh, he was never a Because really yeah, a junior really middleweight a, fighting yeah. guys
2: at 100. And also five really a welterweight. What yeah. shows the greatness of Ray Robinson I mean, one thing I loved about him—he was always a gentleman. He never, never, never badmouthed another fighter. When he fought Joey Maxim, Joey Maxim was six foot two, fought Ezra Charles, fought Archie Moore, fought Harold. One of the light heavyweight champion of the world had a chin. Macauley's favorite fight—chin of steel. Not exciting, but so this. And Ray Robinson was beating him for like twelve rounds in a hundred and two degree weather. Mm. The reason he lost the fight, he collapsed because he was 100 and maybe And the referee pounds. fainted. <laughs> fainted. He,
0: he, he made it long. The, the referee in that fight actually had to be replaced. <laughs> the, I did not know the referee. Yeah, made they had, he, the they had to bring in another referee. Damn, oh, that's brutal. So Robinson was only the second knockout victim with the heat. But uh, yeah, Damn. that's how and impressive Robinson, the heat was. Remember, that Ray Robinson night? was never stopped. Never knocked out. Never.
2: Unbelievable.
1: So the irony, I never went down, Ray. It's actually Ray yeah, who never right. went down. And look, who <laughs> was, How
2: about tough guy? How about the... Uh, Jake Lamotta. Oh, man. Five times. Fought Gene
0: Fulmer a few times. Yeah. Carmen Basile. Oh, anyway. Fritzy Ziffer. Fritzy Ziffer. Got Zivet. to
1: meet Jake Lamotta. Have a cool picture with him. I don't know if
2: I ever seen you that. He's a salt you're the saltier. When you were guy. up there at Catastoda, <laughs> yeah, it was, I was, yeah, was. Mario got a little mad at me because she had I can interview Sly. I go, I don't know, Mario. He you know, Sly's like, I don't want to uh, be interviewed. I said, but Mario's my friend. He goes, yeah, I like Mario, but you... <laughs> he goes, everyone's going to be breaking my ball. <laughs> All right, well, Frank, look,
0: we got to bring you in. Uh, now, by the way, how many times a week do you go to Justin Fortune's gym,
2: our good friend? I haven't gone in a while because I'm really suffering from... I'm going to have to have my shoulder operated on, and I have... My L two and I sound like an old like accountant. My back, is so everything just it's like an old car. You, you replace know, keep in the good parts. Shape. So yeah. I'm trying, Mario. And, so you know, and but the thing is, I go to Justin. I love Justin. Justin's a tough guy. Oh yeah, yeah. fought Lennox Lewis. 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 Way, That's crazy five foot eight. Uh, yeah. So when you go like, I said, all fighters are they're all tough. Like here's a quick Michael Carball, Wait, what? Hundred eight. Okay. Planet Hollywood. Now, when he used to drink, he got very mean, Michael Carver Hall. There's a big guy. And maybe he weighed 115. He hit the guy. By the time the cops came, the guy was still out. That just shows you when people go, hey, man, he doesn't look that big. I said, he'll kill you. you That's what they call them, the little hands of stone. Eric Morales looks like nothing. He Kill you! Oh no, yeah. he's a mean dude too. Yeah. So anyway, Frank, yeah. we really appreciate you coming oh, in. Man. You have an open door. We want this you to come is, yeah. in many Not times. Not flew
1: by, Frank.
2: We got to come hang. No, I love, I love talking <laughs> the game, and I really love the game, and I. And I just, you know, the thing. I'm just a little. I'm a little over with the stare down. I'm over with the thing. Like Mar- Marvin Hagler wouldn't let anyone in the dressing room. Go, I'm here to fight. I'm here to talk.
1: I love it. No, there was a We may have to do a fight night with you, Frank. Absolutely.
2: I watched the he Ryan Garcia
0: tank. Me. What an eclectic crowd that was. <laughs> Lorenzo, oh. Lorenzo, if you're out there, thank you. Your hospitality hey, that next night. Next one coming
2: up. Oh, we'll pre- this. Haiti. We should do that. Oh, one. We'll do okay, that. Okay, one. that sounds I'm good. Going for pre- I think previous. I like that talk. But he's a tough guy. I gotta right. we'll, crack. All right, we'll do that Let's one do that. that one.
0: All right, so anyway, on behalf. We'll
2: do a oh. lot. Simon will Oh my God, house. you know, we'll blow it will make
0: that pay per view. <laughs> was that house great? Yeah, it was unbelievable. That yes. was more than a house. But anyway, on behalf of Frank Stallone, Mario Lopez, Smoke, and Tim Frazier, and Tego on the edits till the next three knockdown rule. Goodbye, everybody.